Welcome to Sports Saturday here on Leitrim Daily. We're going to take a look around the county for roundups from the main sporting successes of the week. Today we'll be previewing the Ladies Football League finals, chatting to Sligo Rovers' Niall Morhan about his season so far, and we'll also be featuring Glenn Farns' Alva Clancy, who's a member of the women's football squad at the World University Games in Napoli. After their two victories over Brazil and South Korea to reach the quarterfinals of the competition, earlier this week. In the world of Gaelic football, we're in the middle of a tight schedule of games in the top two divisions of the Dunsbar League, while Leitrim GAA's Declan Bohan will be joining us to have a look back at the games played on Wednesday and cast an eye over the weekend's action. Don't forget we have a fantastic prize of the ultimate chance to experience Leitrim to put your name in the hat to be one of our daily winners. Just go to our website leitrimdaily.com or use the hashtag experienceleitrim on social media. Yesterday's winner was Patrick Moyna and as well as winning a copy of my book Pedal the Planet, he joins the growing list of names going into the draw for the main prize at the end of the month. Let's get on with the show. It wouldn't be possible to talk about sport in County Leitrim without referencing Gaelic games. It is at the heart of everything, both culturally and socially, across the county. And it's going to play a major part in our sports shows as we go forward with Leitrim Daily. I'm delighted to be joined by the Public Relations Officer of the Leitrim County GAA Board, Declan Bohan from Bornacula. Declan, welcome to the show. How are you, Breffney? I'm delighted to be with you and wish you the very best of luck with this uh, venture. Thank you. It should be a great uh, asset to sporting affairs right through the county, you know. Well, thank you very much, Declan. Uh, it is chock-a-block this week. We have so much to get through. During the week, there was a full round of fixtures in the All-County League Division 1 and Division 2. Let's take a look at some of those results and maybe the effect that's going to have on the league table. We'll start in Leitrim Village, where Leitrim Gales defeated Anna Duff on a scoreline of 4-12 to 1-12. A pretty comprehensive result in the end for the home side. Yeah, um, Leitrim Gales are, are are flying at the moment, and you know they were uh, they were they've been very competitive in Division One. Uh, this is their second season now. I know they were up a previous year and it, it only lasts a year for them, but they've got themselves into a position whereby they're quite a rated side. And, you know, that was an indicative of of, uh, of their progress, that result, because Anadolf, in fairness, last year's, um, you know, last year's intermediate champions who, uh, you know, were like runners-up, I should say, last year's runners-up in the intermediate final, could have taken it the first day. Um you know, have will be will have a one eye on the intermediate championship going forward. And I suppose Leitrim Gales have been there thereabouts in the intermediate championship for the last couple of years and, you know, probably wanted to lay down a marker ahead of the championship and, and if that was their intention they've they've certainly laid it down as to where they're at, you know. But the fact that the leagues are being restructured, uh, all the results in the play of, among the teams that are, we'd say, currently in the bottom half of the table are, are going to be crucial, you know. Yeah, I caught up with both managers, Carl Foley of Anna Duff and Mal Guckian of Leitrim Gales after the game, and here's what they had to say. Mal, that was a bit of a battle, but you came out in the end on top. Yeah, it was briefly, yeah. It was always was going to be a hard battle. Anna Duff were a good, hard physical team. The twos are on the same points coming into this game, so we knew it was going to be like we had to go for each other. Now, a couple of a couple of easy goals kind of made the difference there, but it wasn't a lot in the end, like, you know. We, we know ourselves we were lucky to come over with the win, so we'll take the positives from that, Brefney. 
It's a big year for a lot of the mid-table teams in the first division with four teams going down. Tonight was a, a step in the right direction for you. It will be, but then we have Melvin Gales now Saturday evening. I think they're second top or third top, so we have to go down to Bundoran. So we have to fight for our lives down there again. There's a lot of teams all in mid-table on four points, six points. And I don't know how the results went tonight, but two games, you're straight back into it. One or two defeats, you're straight back down the mix of it. In terms of Anna Duff, you faced them again in the championship in a couple of weeks. How much do you think tonight will bear on that game? Oh, it'll be a totally different game. You know, you know that. When you get in the championship season, it's it's championship. Here, you're fighting for two points. You know that. Anna Duff were in the final last year. We were in the final the year before, so I'd say there'll be a lot of talk about championship. But at the moment, it's trying to get through six games of Division One football in the space of two weeks, two and a half weeks, which is going to be grueling on the bodies. So come championship, I can see a lot of sore legs and nicks and everything out there and going with bare squads for the first couple of weeks, hoping you get through all. In terms of the league schedule, it, it, it's pretty tough to play so many games Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. What can be done? or Is this restructuring of the league going to solve that problem for next year? It was going to help it. Uh, at the time when it came out and I read it, <clears throat> I was going, oh God, four teams going down. But when you do go through the whole lot of it, it does benefit. You're going down to an eight, an eight team division, so less games. They'll bring in probably a couple of cup uh, competitions into it, maybe the beginning of this year without county players. I expect different things like that. So it'll be, it'll be less grueling on the, on the club, more beneficial than say for the county. So it'll be trial and error. First year or two, it'll make, uh, it'll make all the sense then, I presume. Carl, a tough return to Leitrim Gales for you. Oh, no, definitely not. Not a tough return. It's always good to come up here. Um, uh, tough game, tough game. Two sides that needed the points um, playing each other in a few weeks' time. So it was always going to be a tough battle. And uh, look at Leitrim are in better shape at the minute, but we have a few weeks to work on it yet. Will that nine-point nine loss hurt you later on in the league when you're trying to stay up in Division 1? Yeah, we went, we went to win it. We went to win it. We had to win it today. Um, We've got a tough run in now with uh, Mohal, Ahawil and Melvin Gales, Fina. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be an uphill battle, all right. But we'll keep going till till, till the bitter end. Um, missing a couple of lads today, so if we get them boys back down the next couple of weeks, hopefully there might be a win or two in there for us yet to help stay up. You mentioned a couple of weeks the challenge in the Intermediate Championship. How are you faring for that? What's your expectations going into the competition this year yeah we're in a tough group uh, our group in fairness is very tough but um, we have um, you know the, the, the championship get really gets moving around August time and um, we've, we're, we're like the walking wounded at the minute we're trying to get bodies back when we get bodies back on the field and get them a little bit sharper um, we'd hope to, to you know be there and obviously try and get into the quarter final stage and after that you never know what's going to happen One of the fixtures that was played on Wednesday night was St. Mary's Kiltahard versus Gortletra and the home side again winning out by a single goal, 3-8 to 2-8. It's been a tough, tough year for Gortletra. It has. Um, they're pointless at the bottom of Division 1 and, you know, with the, with uh, with four teams being relegated as such at the end, you know, 
uh, it's just difficult to see where where uh, the points are going to come from. But, however, they will have taken great heart from the fact that, you know, the, the, the closeness of this game right through. And I know I've said it before, um, Gortletra, when it comes around to the senior championship, are a match for anybody. They will, they will, uh, they, they, they seem to play their best football during the summer, I suppose. Part of it being, you know, the fact that there's maybe more games coming in a row, but also you've got more players around. There's a, a serious amount of league games to be played over the month of July before the championship comes around. So just look for that. Look at that result last night, our Wednesday night, as being um, uh, maybe an indicator of an upward curve for Gartletcher going forward. So uh, they'll take great heart from it. Um, but, you know, they, they really want to get points fairly soon, you know. In terms of that league table restructure, can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, because there's a huge issue at the moment with fixture congestion. Congestion. Uh, there's 12 teams in Division 1. That's going to go down to 8 for next year, which means four teams face the drop. Why Why is that happening, Declan? Well, I suppose there's, there's two reasons for it, uh, Brethany. When we looked at this uh, last year, throughout last year, I suppose we identified a couple of factors. One being the fact that there was a certain amount of yo-yo in between Division 1 and 2 in terms of relegation promotion, um, plus the fact that uh, it would appear that if you're even looking at the championship fixtures and the championship results and the results in the leagues as well, that there's that there's a certain gap in standard uh, has emerged and that the range of 12 teams it was probably too large given you know the, the fact that we've just got 23 clubs actually playing football at the moment. So that was one of the reasons. But one of the other reasons was, and you've mentioned uh, um, fixture congestion, is the fact that uh, Leitrim clubs traditionally have used... Uh, or have had county players playing in all of their league games. And to play 11 league games, to play uh, Alliance Leagues, to play Championship, to play Backdoor, to play whatever you like, and, and expect those players to play all of those league games has led to uh, a situation whereby there was undue pressure being put on county players, number one, but also on clubs themselves. So I suppose if you put the two things together, when we restructure the leagues and have have... Uh, two groups of eight and one group of seven, there'll be only seven league games to be played with including in a premier competition, including county players. So uh, two things should happen there. There'll be less pressure on county players. Uh, And the other thing is that, you know, there should be an evening off of standards. Now, it's not as if uh, we're reducing the number of games. We're also introducing a secondary competition, which will be played... um, uh, like a Division One secondary competition, if you like to call it. So there'll be a Premier competition, which will be the main league, and then a secondary competition, which will be played at the time when county activity is at its height. So the two together should mean that there'll be more regular flow of games for for uh, for all players at all levels. And uh, the elite club players, as I call the players who are the best players on their clubs, but not on county panels, you know, really get a raw deal under our current structure because there isn't the same flow of games. So I suppose to, to, to put the two together, we'd be looking next year to have a levelling off of standards, number one, and uh, number two, then an, an increased flow of regular games for what I call elite club players who can only play on one team. Well, that all makes a lot of sense. So I suppose it's just really down to see who fill those eight spots at the uh, Division One in the top level next season. At the moment, it looks pretty safe that the likes of Mohill, Balnamore, Melvin Gales and St Mary's Kiltahard will be in there. They're all in the top four spots at the moment. But with five games left to play, it really is up for grabs for the other four spots. Glencar, Manor, Hamilton and Leitrim Gales are on six points 
after those six games. Ahawillan one point behind on five with a lot of teams kind of between four and three. Anna Duff, Ockham Fina and Alan Gales with Gort Letra, as you mentioned earlier, cut adrift at the bottom of the table. So a lot to be played for and with games coming thick and fast uh, over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be... Uh, I think the next couple of weeks are going to make that uh, situation an awful lot easier to pan out. In Division 2, we did have some results. Uh, Drum Riley beat Drum Kieran by three points. Matt Hamilton went down eight points to 18 uh, by a 10 point defeat to Drum Hare, while Clune beat Ahavas 2 uh, 13 to 2 10. Looking at tonight's fixtures, though, Declan, uh, in Division 1, we have a full round of games in the uh, Division 1 of the league. We have Anaduff versus Mohul, Melvin Gales versus Leitrim Gales, Ochnashilan versus Alan Gales, Glencar Manor versus St Mary's, Gortletra, Shauna Heslins, Ochwillan, Fina. Two games stand out for me, and we might focus on those two games uh, briefly, Declan. Is Manor Hamilton and St Mary's at the top of the table, and Ochwillan and Fina in that middle pack trying to survive in Division 1. I suppose if you start with the the one you mentioned last, which is the one that's in the bottom half of the table with uh, Ahawillan and Fina, that's the proverbial four-pointer, I suppose you'd have to say. Uh, and there will be a number of those type of games popping up over the next couple of weeks where the, the, the key positions, obviously, in the table are not the bottom two anymore, but uh, positions eight and nine, whereby you have to obviously get into that top eight. And, and the result of, of those type of games is going to have a huge effect in terms of, of you know, who uh, progresses and, and who will end up in the bottom four. Ahuillan, you know, will be absolutely desperate to stay in the top eight. That They're the current county champions. Uh, and they generally find form when they have all of their players back together. Um, you know, I suppose a lot of it is, arises around who's available to the clubs. You know, with games coming thick and fast, you know, injuries being picked up, games midweek, a little recovery time. Uh, can it, All these factors can kick in. I know that, uh, obviously, Ryan O'Rourke uh, got injured the last day against uh, Clare in the qualifier game. He pulled up with his hamstring, and he would be a huge loss to to uh, Fina if if that is the way it, it transpires over over the course of their attempts to, to remain in that in that uh, top eight. So interesting, interesting game all around. Uh, you have the it's a battle of last year's intermediate champions and uh, last year's senior champions, and I suppose. Fina, in terms of making or trying to make progress, and they are making progress, obviously, by being in Division 1, they'd like to get into that top eight. I, I think they might not just make it yet because uh, in that in the, the game we're talking about, and specifically, uh, just Ahawillan have been further down the road, obviously, in their development of three senior championships, and I'd, I'd be expecting them to take the spoils there and get two very valuable points in terms of, of sorting out the issues as we go on. Listen, Declan, thank you very much for having a chat with us about everything Gaelic Games. Uh, we will be talking to you over the course of the remainder of the season. I hope you get out and enjoy your game this weekend. Okay, Raphne, thank you very much. And as again, as I said, the very best of luck to you with your new venture. And again, just to remind you about Experience Leitrim, it's a chance to really experience everything that Leitrim has to offer, courtesy of the show and our partners. On this very show, throughout the month of July, we will be giving away the opportunity to sample the best of activities, food, attractions and places to stay in the county. The prize includes a two-night self-catering stay at Tawny Lust Lodge in Manor Hamilton, dinner for two at the Landmark Hotel with two tickets for a show at the Landmark Central, a boxy breakfast for two at our Happy Place Cafe in Carrick and Shannon, bike hire 
for two people from the electric bike trails along the Shannon Blue Way and a short cruise and introduction to fishing on the Shannon Queen courtesy of fishtracker.ie. The good people of Leitrim Walks will take you for a two-hour guided hike through the glens of North Leitrim and you will be among the first visitors to the new visitor centre at the Shed Distillery of PJ Rigney opening late 2019 in Drumshambo. As if all of that wasn't enough, we also have an overnight stay for two in the Loch Allen Hotel in Drumshambo and a try-a-dive session with Dive Atlantic. I think you're going to agree, it's an absolutely amazing prize. Simply go to our website, enter your details and you'll be in the draw to win one of our daily prizes between now and the end of the month. And if everything goes your way, you'll be picked out and you will be getting the chance to really experience Leitrim over the next 12 months. Napoli in southern Italy may be thousands of miles away from Glenfarn, but that's exactly where local girl Alva Clancy finds herself this week with the women's soccer team at the World University Games. Alva, it's your second time at the Games. What's it like to be back? It's unbelievable. It's great to be back again. Uh, the last last time in Taiwan was a great experience, but uh, you know I think that this time it's going to be even better. And you say that probably because the results this time around and the performances are better than the last time around. Two wins so far against world champions Brazil and South Korea, who are traditionally very strong at this level of the game. So the win win against Brazil was brilliant. You know, um, if the scoreline probably didn't even reflect how how good we were in the game, it could have been two or three nil. I think the win against South Korea then was even more important just to show that the Brazil win, it wasn't just a once-off that, you know, we're going into every game believing that we can win. And I think the belief in this camp is just, it's just amazing. And all the girls, we really believe that we can go far in this competition. What's the difference in the, the camp this time and two years ago in Taiwan? Um, I think there's just a lot more belief and confidence in, in this team that, you know, we can get the ball down and play. And I think that's stems really from the coaches, Dave Connell and Dave Bell and and the rest of the staff that, you know, they really give us that confidence that we can play in the system that they, that we, they have us playing. It's uh, it's quite offensive, you know, we want to get the ball down, we want to keep it. It would have been easy just to just to kind of park the bus and defend for our lives for 90 minutes, but they didn't want to do that. We certainly didn't want to do that in this heat. So, so I think that's the main thing, really. In terms of the World University Games, obviously not very high profile in the in the wider community or even within the sports community. Noel King went close with a team um, that had full packed of internationals in 20, 2007. Could you think you can go one better? They finished fourth. Can you come home with a medal? Um, I think I think we can. I think every every single girl here, the twenty of us, and all the coaches and our backroom staff, we all believe that we can come home with a medal, whether that be gold, silver, bronze. But that's that's our goal, and we'll keep we'll keep working towards that. So you're in the quarterfinals now. You face China or Russia later in the week. Both powerhouses at this level of the game. Yeah, obviously both two two huge teams. But you know we'll we'll set up for them. We should find out tomorrow. They're playing tomorrow, so we'll find out who we're playing, and obviously we'll we'll prepare well. Well, I, I'm guaranteeing the whole of Glenfarren and County Leitrim will be cheering you on over the next week. Uh, as we follow your exploits from Napoli and the very best of luck to you Alva thank you for joining us thanks for having me of course Gaelic Games in the county is not just limited to the boys the girls are in action this weekend too and I'm joined by 
Leitrim Ladies Chairperson Aidan Heeran to talk about the Division 1 and Division 2 finals which take place in Carrick on Sunday. Aidan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bethany. Let's have a quick look at the games that are taking place this weekend. Let's start with Division 2. It's one thirty throw-in in Carrick and Shannon, Park Shaw McDermott, St. Francis, which is an amalgamation of Balneglera and from Shambo or Alan Gales, face Mohull in that encounter. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a, a tight battle. Uh, last year, they're the two teams in the intermediate final championship, and that was really a very close battle end to end. Uh, I think last year, um, Devil Byrne kept Mohull right in the game with some great football. And towards the end, uh, we had Ailish Curran, uh, former Carbon player, who turned the game for St. Francis with a, a massive attack up the field, which led to a goal, and they held their nerve and just uh, won the final that day. Um, Sunday, both teams, uh, uh, St. Francis started strong in the league, uh, maybe just probably got into it early. Mohull had some mixed results, but uh, in the finish, they came strong. So both teams are going to be uh, very competitive in this game. You've got Ailish Curran and my partner's sisters, Maria McCauley, Anya Flood, Roshi McGrennan from St. Francis, and then you've got Deborah Byrne, the sister. You've got Deirdre Ward, Charlene Turner. Machina Hackett in goal so like a balanced team but uh, I'd like to uh, see who'd look after Devil Byrne if Devil Byrne is kept under control then uh, St Francis uh, may come through but it's going to be a tight game it's very hard to call honestly but it will be a great game and it's promised good day as well so there'll be good football played Of course you mentioned Devil Byrne I think it's important that we uh, pay our respects to the to the Byrne family on, on the passing of their of their mother a couple of weeks ago. Uh, moving on to the Division 1 encounter, St. Joseph's of Carrigallon and Havas play Kiltubbard. Yeah, St. Joseph's obviously the previous two years senior champions. Kiltubbard back in strong this year with the turn of Anya Tig. Uh, a big, big difference for, for them and obviously uh, Sister Sinead and uh, Michelle Gokin, three big players for Kiltubbard and they have a balanced team as well. I think they've prepared well this year with Anya's return so it's hard to call like the Histon sisters uh, Deirdre Morden, Louise Maguire, Vanessa Gilogli, like some great players there, and up front and Cameron McGovern uh, so they're strong too. So it's hard to call, you know. Uh, Kiltubbard won the previous battle uh, earlier in the year. So uh, I think it's out to be a good game. Obviously, weather again is good. So there should be good football. So I can't really call. There could be a few points either way for either team to win it. I, I, I couldn't call it really. All in all, a, a fantastic day's action on Sunday afternoon in Park Sean McDermott. One thirty, as we said, the Division 2 final, St. Francis versus Mohull. And at yes. 3.30, the St. Joseph's versus Kiltubbard face off in the Division 1 decider. It's a couple of weeks yet to the Championship, but how are things faring out for ladies football in the county? I know it's been a rough couple of years for the, the organisation as a whole. Yes, we, we came back in. We had a good, strong turnout for uh, for the county train again. Obviously, we had a, uh, got a manager. It didn't work out for us and it sort of uh, dropped us back quite a bit. But we have a good bunch of girls who stuck with us, uh, leading mainly by Claire Owens. That's another St. Joseph's player as well. Great captain, and she's been very inspirational for the team. Our results hasn't been great, but we've been very competitive. Maybe the late start in the season didn't make us prepare for uh, the challenges ahead. But coming the future year we will be planning a lot of area and with a lot of new player young players coming in from the under 16 and minor some great talent out there we hope to have a better start next year with a new management in place we spoke off air about the work that's been done at underage level with ladies football can you tell us a bit about what's happening and the focus on the the under 10 grade 
Well, under 10s, we, we had a meeting the other night just regarding under 10s, how, how we get better skills and better out of our teams. And uh, we feel if we get at them at a younger age, like under 10s, that we'd be, we'd be better prepared. We're hoping to get James Lancy from Manor Hamden to do up a skills and drills programme for us. And we have three regions, the Manor Hamden region, Carrigan Shan region, Ballinamore region. And we'll have coaches in each region. And towards the end of the, of the training period of four months, we'll have a competitive uh, sports programme program for these players and probably get about uh, 30 players out and hopefully the under 10 blitz next year would be more entertaining and more uh, qualified good skillful playing played now as well as under 12 we've got um, Adrian Murphy from Ballinamore who's doing a great job there and his crew is Eugene McGrath uh, Kevin Keaveney from Kiltobert and Gavin Sweeney from, from here and a few more people there and obviously we've got uh, Jerome Quinn and his crew at uh, the 16th and obviously Maeve Quinn and uh, Richard McTiernan who was at the minors and they had some great games this year it was some brilliant uh, Connacht uh, games this year I was very impressed with some of the games they played even though we didn't come out the best but there was some great hunger shown and great pride and some good football played by by all these levels Sligo Rovers in action last night against Shamrock Rovers in Tala. We don't know the score of the game as we're recording this show before kickoff, but I am joined by Sligo Rovers player Niall Morahan. Uh, Niall, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Brefty. It's been an interesting maybe 12 months for you since you got promoted from the under 19 setup to the senior setup in Sligo around this time last year. Uh, it has, yeah. This. I think it was July last year I signed my first professional contract. I suppose I would have been not getting much of a look in for the first, I suppose, the rest of that season. Just really training. And you did, now you, you're playing that down a little bit. You came on in Limerick in, in a win, a key win down there to make your debut. And I know you came on in a couple of games after that, but you played the full or most of the 90 minutes against Shamrock Rovers last game of the season. And were probably man of the match on the night on your home debut. Now you face them last night. Obviously, we don't know the result as we're talking, but you've kind of broken back into the team a little bit, in and out of the team this year, I suppose. You're still quite young. You're still eligible for the under-19s. Will we see more of you this season as we progress? Uh, I'd certainly like to think so anyways, yeah. I suppose at the start of the year, if you told me I would have gotten as much appearances as I have so far, I would have been absolutely delighted. And it's kind of that that keeps you pushing on and want you're wanting to stay in the squad and getting games every week. So I would certainly feel that it's going well for myself at the moment and that I'd be able to play most weeks. Now, I did mention that you're eligible for the club on the 19 side, but yeah. you're also eligible for the Irish on the 19 side. And I suppose maybe a bit of a surprise to you earlier in the season, not to anyone who's watched you, but for yourself, how did it feel getting called up to the Ireland um, squad? Yeah, for, we, the la- for the qualifying stages. Yeah, of the um, it was unbelievable, to be honest. I'd never, up until this year, I'd never even been asked for trials or games or anything. So it was a real, uh, it was a bit of a shock, all right, yeah. So we went up for trials, obviously, before the trip away to Russia for the qualifiers. Yeah, I was obviously delighted to get a call to be told that I was going and a uh, bit of a dream come true but yeah just to get a cap and to play a full game against Russia it's uh it was unbelievable you know you were also the first Leitrimman to play for Ireland uh, at that level and I said man there was a couple of girls before was, so yeah, the girls yeah. beat you to the punch <laughs> but no you were the first Leitrim person to play for the men's sides at any level which is 
pretty impressive. Were you even aware that that was a thing until after it happened? Um, I wasn't really. No, it was. Um, it was only after when I came on against Azerbaijan that, um, there was. I had gotten a few texts and all, and word was going that I was the first Leitrim man to get a Irish cap. I I didn't think much of it at the time, you know, until it, it kind of I, I took a step back and it sunk in a bit. But it's always nice to be the first to do something. It's something that I'm proud of, you know. In terms of the championships, which obviously take place next week, what's the current status? Has the squad been decided yet? I have been notified that uh, I've been on standby. I could be going. I might not be going either. Most likely not going. Yeah, listen, it's a really strong squad. There's serious competition. You've lads up playing with the 21s that'll be coming down. Uh, and you've lads coming up from the under-17s. And it's really tough competition. But to even be considered, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's nice. It wasn't really something that I would have been expecting at the start of the year. Well, I suppose that's it's a nice positive way to look at the experience that went rather than maybe the possibility of missing out. We won't write you that just yet because you never know. Stranger things have happened. You never know, yeah. Uh, some people have missed out on squads and then been called in at the last ma- minute. Sligo Rovers have probably outperformed some expectations. How have, do you feel the season has gone for you and for the team? Personally, I feel it's gone well. As I said, I've got quite a bit of game time, which I'm very happy with. And... Club-wise and team-wise, I think we're doing a lot better than people would have expected at the start of the year. Obviously, with Liam Buckley coming in, new manager, a big job to do, lots of new players coming in. But um, I think, to be fair, we've all dug deep at times and fought out results. And I think we're a lot higher up the table than people might have thought. But I think there is probably a lot more than people would have expected feel good factor about the club at the moment um, obviously a good win last weekend and we'd be hoping to push that on into the rest of the second half of the season yeah you did come on in that game against UCD that 5-1 victory the less said about Finn Harps a couple of days beforehand the better, the better I think yeah. we'll gloss over that listen um, the best luck to Shamrock Rovers obviously people listening to this will already know the result but we will be talking to you as the season progresses and congratulations on your huge achievements this year both with the club and with the country and hope here's hoping we we'll cross a couple of fingers that maybe somebody pulls a strain a hamstring or a tie or something and and you get on that plane to to the european championships next week hopefully so thanks for having me Rafi. thank you for joining us for a first look at the sports world in leitrim on leitrim daily if you're involved with a club or a sport across the county particularly outside the traditional main sports, I would love to hear from you on social media. We'd love if you could keep the show informed about upcoming events, fixtures, results, or anything you feel we should be talking about on this show. You can get in touch with the show via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, simply by searching Leitrim Daily. Our email is info at leitrimdaily.com. I'll be back tomorrow evening with the Sports Roundup Show, with all the results and action from the weekend. Talk to you then.